0: The segment normally on a Saturday is dedicated to a local sporting legend. And so we've gone slightly left field. I'm not sure he has played left field, probably played centre field, probably played right field. I know that he's done a lot of pitching in his day. He's an icon in New Zealand baseball circles. His nickname is Pinky. His name on his birth certificate, I assume, is Andrew Mark. He joins us on the programme. Andrew, good morning. Welcome. Morning, Wado, How are you doing? Yeah, very good. Okay, everyone refers to you in baseball circles as Pinky. Where did the nickname come from?
1: Um, the harsh sun in, of New Zealand uh, it gives me a bit of a pink skin, and uh, spending so much time outside, it's just uh, yeah, just every uh, weekend I seem to get pinker and pinker.
0: <laughs> and you're Dutch origins originally.
1: Yeah, my um uh, my Oma and Opa um came from Holland and my my dad's obviously Dutch so um yeah, big part of my life my Oma and Opa are very special to me so mm.
0: yeah. A- and where did you grow up, Andrew?
1: Uh so I've born and raised in Halfakeranga. Went to school out here um and yeah, played for the local club my whole life.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um so yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah, I want to ask, baseball, I mean it's becoming um, very popular now, it's a fast growing sport here in New Zealand, and I think part of that is because of Sky Television, the fact that it's in our living rooms and the influence the Americans have on us. It's a national sport in Korea, Japan, a national sport in a lot of South American countries, but why did you choose it? I mean softball, cricket, they're the two big sports?
1: Yeah, it was, it was a strange one. Um, for some reason I just got fascinated by the sport. Um, I was watching all the baseball movies growing up as a kid. Um, My dad would go to the U.S. for work quite often and bring me back some um, baseball stuff, shirts, gloves, and that kind of stuff. And, yeah, just watching the movies, um, just really just fell in love with the sport, really. And then it just so happened that the biggest club in New Zealand was um, down the road from where I lived. And one day driving to school, I remember seeing the sign on the side of the road that said, play baseball, and uh, yeah, that's what
0: I did. Yeah, and how much depth was there? I mean, with a lot of kids playing baseball when you got into it, Andrew, how, how old are you now? I'm 33 now. Um, there
1: was very few of us at the start. Um, we're kind of the, uh, the people who had to put in the hard yards when there wasn't really any um, facilities or um, the coaching was um, – I mean, they tried their best, but they didn't have the experience um, that we've got here in New Zealand now. Um, the, the fields and stuff, I mean, where we play at hauk and half of the fields were um, farms. And so we were playing next to a whole bunch of cows and sheep at the time, so. Mm.
0: And, and when did you start to realise that perhaps you had a little bit of ability?
1: So... Coming from the small uh, player pool, you're also um, very likely to make New Zealand teams. Um, So growing up, I made every New Zealand team except one when I missed out to my sister. Um, And so, yeah, I mean, every time we'd go overseas, um, I'd be one of the better performers for New Zealand. And um, I've just had a lot of interest from... Um, coaches and uh, scouts and stuff over the years where they just kept telling me to work hard and um, I also had a really good group of friends um, especially when I got a bit older they all kind of wanted the same thing and wanted to uh, make baseball their job and Help grow the sport here, so um, we always kind of motivated each other to get better. Mm
0: -hmm. And you started uh, positionally. Did did you play all positions on the park? I know, um, you know, as you sort of got into your adulthood, uh, pitching was the priority. But um, did did you experience most positions in in the ballpark?
1: Yep. So growing up, I was uh, yeah, just played everywhere. Um, Being in New Zealand um, meant that it was kind of easier to be dominant as a pitcher. Um, so I, I would go out there most weeks and throw shutouts and um, no hitters and really thought that I was kingpin of pitching. Um, probably deep down, or um, I was actually always better at hitting. Um, but because it's hard to get kind of the uh, experience you need against the high velocity, it was, it was tough to to know where I was at. Um, and because I was throwing decently hard, I was able to get to college as a pitcher. Um, So I never really played a position at a high level until the Tuatara came around in 2018.
0: Mm. Yeah, but there was a point in, you talked about going to college, I understand that you went and played some baseball, what in Canada in your teenage years?
1: Yeah, so um, the group that I grew up with, we all went and played like a summer ball league um, in Edmonton, and from there i was able to um get a um offer to go to a college over in oregon and i had a year there um it was it was re- really tough and uh financially college is very expensive it's a lot easier for new zealanders now to get access to scholarships and that kind of thing but at the time it was quite a lot of financial pressure um so decided to finish finish up at college and try and do like I played for the Brisbane Bandits after that um, and finished my degree here in Auckland. Just kind of made more sense for me at the time. Mm.
0: Yeah, you went across and played for the Brisbane Bandits in the Australian Baseball League in 2011 alongside another New Zealand, another infielder, Daniel Lamb Hunt. Tell us a little bit about that experience.
1: Yeah, so it was pretty surreal, actually. Um, Only uh, playing um, in New Zealand and then at college in the States, the ABL was a, a, a real step up for me and um, a real professional setup they have there in Brisbane where it was, um, yeah, a real eye-opener and it also kind of made me fall in love with the game again um, where after that I decided to go over to Canada and play in their like independent leagues that they've got there um, and do yeah, one more crack at it.
0: Hmm. and you say one more crack at it what primarily, what were you lacking why didn't you perhaps take it to that next level as you said you were probably a big fish in a small pond back here in New Zealand what was the difference between say the standard that you're experiencing Canada and North America versus what you'd experienced here
1: yeah I think it was um, the velocity um, I never threw probably as hard as I needed to um and I think all part of it as well was my um mental side wasn't as strong as it probably could have been they often say that pitching is like 90 percent mental um but we don't really do any practice on that side of the game and coming from New Zealand I hadn't really experienced much failure before so every time I would get knocked down it was kind of hard for me to get back up and um so yeah, getting getting used to that, and um, yeah, I think that's something where I could have uh, could have got better, but I think that's something where we'll be able to pass on to the uh, younger generations as well and help mm. them get through that mm-hmm. kind of stuff.
0: Arguably, the closest a New Zealand has got to actually making the major league, and I talk about a player that's you know genuinely born here, growing up here, and played some baseball here, is Scott Campbell. Um, came very close to playing for the Toronto Blue Jays. Did you, did you play much with Scott through the age group ranks?
1: Yeah, so Scott was kind of one of my heroes growing up. Um, I remember when I was about 13 years old, Scott asked me to go um, stand at first base, and he was throwing balls across the earth. Inf- it was absolutely killing my hand, but I just thought it was the coolest thing ever. Um, and then in 2000 and a long time ago, the first World Baseball Classic that we got to go to, um, playing alongside Scott, um, and then in the most um, the second one as well, got to play with him. And then to being coached by him at the most recent one was really awesome because it was like basically a full circle of um, of
0: his career. Mm-hmm. 2018, big news comes out that New Zealand is going to put a team into the Australian Baseball League. Um, the vision, uh, very much of Ryan Flynn. Uh, did that? What? What? Yeah. What? What emotions uh, went through your head when you heard that? And and what did that do for your baseball career?
1: Yes, yeah, so I was I was just playing locally at the time um, and I was yeah, hit, being, um, one of the better hitters in the um, New Zealand competition year in, year out. And um, really wanted to challenge myself and see what I could do. Um, I've always thought that I would be able to hit against um, the pitching of, of that quality. And yeah, I just wanted to go out there and um give it a shot and see what I could do. Um, I mean being well, I I get a hit in my um in my batting cage every day, so I probably got a little bit of an advantage um with that. And um yeah, I just really wanted to try and give it my all so I decided to yeah, work work really hard in the off season to um to get into the shape that I needed to get into and um yeah, really perform.
0: In the 2019-2020 season, Tuatara ends up winning the Northeastern Division. Uh, It was a remarkable time for baseball. A lot of the momentum lost due to COVID. But you were arguably the best hitter in the league. You were batting almost close to 400, which means four out of every 10 at-bats, you were successful, which is world-class. It just shows how much baseball is dominated by the ball. Did that surprise you?
1: I wouldn't say surprise um i've always um I've always really believed in myself um, so to to do it it was wonderful um but I wouldn't necessarily say surprising because I always believe in myself and um, I'm one of the most competitive people um out there, so um, and I've always wanted to win, and that's kind of the main thing. And so I knew that the team had something special, and we were doing something for the whole city of Auckland and all of baseball here. So I was really motivated to do well, um, and, yeah, had a, had a blast doing it.
0: Mm. And you're back with the team this year, more in the role of, the, of a designated hitter, but it hasn't been a great start to the season because you, you, you picked up a hand injury, but you have played in this current series against the Adelaide Giants. Um, where, where do you feel your game's at at the moment?
1: Yes, yeah, so all the way, um, I got a little fracture in my hand um, about three or four months ago. And so I had to get surgery on my hand and they took out a little bone that was fractured off. Um, so just kind of, yeah, he- healing that, getting the scar right. Um, I'm still, still um, not as strong with my hand as I was then Um, so just trying to make some adjustments at the moment Um, just getting a little bit top hand dominated because the other hand is not quite as strong as it is so um, I mean after this phone call I'm going to get in the cage and um, do a little bit more practice to make sure I'm ready for today
0: Mm, Yeah, now you do have a very successful business out there in Howick-Pakaranga called The Field House, which gives people or the public an opportunity to get into a batting cage, have a look at what it might, you know, if you want to, dial it up to 100 mile an hour, 70 mile an hour Uh, equally the same with indoor cricket machines. Tell us a little bit about that business Yeah, so it's just
1: um, it's like a driving range but um, yeah a little bit of um, baseball flair to it so we've got baseball and softball and cricket machines that um, anyone can come down and give it give it a crack um, we can yeah, put it any speed you want so we get I've got my little six year old hitting off some of the machines so it's uh, fun for everyone um, we also got a Radar gun set up now, so if anyone wants to come in and see how hard they they throw, I know a lot of people think they can throw really hard, but um, it really um, we'll show what you can do once mm. you get in here. Um, and we've got all the um, the equipment you need, so you just rock on up and give it a whirl. Mm.
0: Okay, how many national titles have you won with Pakarangar? And did you win any with a couple of seasons that you had with Bayside?
1: Yeah, I think I've won. Eight total now, um, six of them with Howick and two of them with Bayside.
0: Fantastic! And uh, the motivation's still there. Yeah. Do you think you can see yourself what next year again with the Tuatara?
1: Yeah, I um, yeah, I want to do one more World Baseball Classic. Is kind of where I'm at now, um, which is in 2024. So, mm. um, I've uh, yeah. I was um, progressing really nicely going into the World Baseball Classic and this hand injury just kind of slowed everything down and mm-hmm. um, took my focus away from my training. So I'm not quite where I need to be, um, but I'm going to have a really good off-season again and make sure that 2023-24 mm. um, season is the best yet.
0: And just, just finally, from when you first came into the sport of baseball to what you're seeing now to the number of New Zealanders that are associated with the Tuatara, um, h- how much greater is the depth? How much has the sport moved and evolved since you getting into the sport as a young person?
1: Yes, it's come a really, really long way. Um, having um, it's like a generational thing as well. I think, um, the fact that I've got two kids, um, Scott Campbell's got two kids, similar age, um. Aaron Campbell, there's a whole bunch of people now that have got kids in the sport and uh, now coaching as well. So being able to give the kids the insight um, and the knowledge they need to really play baseball at a high level, um, I think that's crucial. And also just the player numbers in general, Um, we've got clubs popping up all over the country now, and yeah, just um, the facilities that we have. Um, I mean, Hamilton Raiders Field is probably the best in the country. And, um, yeah, it just keeps getting better and better. Um, every week you hear, hear about something new going on in the country, um, which is brilliant. And we've got a new CEO, and she's doing some really good things at the moment, which is um, great for the sport.
0: Andrew Mark, lovely to have you on the program. Thank you. Water. Andrew Mark,